0: Hello, Larkin, I'm Katie, and this is episode 14 of
1: A Little More Free.
0: Very exciting. Oh yeah. You are in, tell us where you are. I am in Gig Harbor, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle. Ah, yeah,
1: cool. And you were in Portland, right? I was in
0: Portland for a week. And I recorded a solo podcast episode there from Alberta Park, which I've not yet posted because I just realized that when I was brushing my teeth this morning, like the overwhelm triggered by having to like edit the video and then upload it at these different places has like shut me down and made me like not do anything on it. Plus, I've been really tired because of what I've been doing and the time change and all that. But I'm like, oh, well, you've been caring for
1: a toddler,
0: a three right? month old, three and a half month old.
1: Oh, not even a toddler,
0: yeah. Um, good. yeah, so anyway, I, this morning I was like, I could just post it without all that fancy stuff because it's kind of mm-hmm. like a little mini bonus thing, anyway. It's like not our usual thing, so maybe I'll just totally like, throw it up there without any editing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> or I'm happy to do it too. I mean, Aww, but okay. yeah, you can totally, I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I saw the planner last night. Finally, we got Wi Fi here. It's been like we haven't had Wi Fi. <laughs> so they just moved into a new house and We haven't had wi-fi my my data ran out so i literally haven't been able to like do anything online which was pretty perfect because it was like during the eclipse Mm. so the eclipse was like no you must rest and do nothing did you get to see it at all no we had
1: clouds okay no yeah we even had like michael brought home two welding helmets and we were all ready oh cool supposed to be like rising like partially eclipse like the horns um, at sunrise But we had clouds, so
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. But anyway, I finally was able to download the planner you made. I say you because you did all of it, and it looks amazing. Like it's insane. Like that. Like needs to be a book or something. And I know I totally went overboard. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, if you had fun making it, then. It's, i did it's really i don't valuable. have anything else
1: to do right now so <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens
0: yeah it's I like create a
1: magazine it's like all right whatever I was like
0: whoa like this is so in-depth and like i was learning stuff that i didn't even know and it's just amazing so thank you and i hope i plan next time to be able to help you more with
1: it (laughs) well it was definitely I I kept going I'm spending too much time on this Ooh, let Mm. me do some more which is what I always do if I have time so it's my little obsessive compulsive (laughs) designer coming out but at the same time I I felt like (laughs) yeah (laughs) but at the same time like honestly I what happens for me every time I create something that's for other people and especially something that's going to be published and might have a life of its own. I notice that I learn things while I'm doing it, probably because I don't want to put something out that's half baked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Unlike when I speak where sometimes half my words are wrong. But I mean, you know, also there's a like a a creative process and I learned things during this that were like really revelatory and I'm excited to share because one of them is going on right now and it was featured in this eclipse and it will have almost passed by the time this gets published or by the time this is, you know this is going to cover the month of cancer when the sun is in cancer from June 20th to uh, July 22nd. And this will have almost closed by that, that point, we may publish this before then. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's about mercury and the unique phase of mercury that's happening right now. And I was just like, so excited because <laughs> like i'm experiencing it also yeah. um so things like that came through and i don't know and then you you had the great idea to produce this maybe like in a quarterly format and to you yeah. print on demand like to yeah. do amazon print on demand
0: mm-hmm.
1: which i think would be fun
0: i think so too i think so just to, just catch to do the free
1: up. planner We'll still do the free digital, I think.
0: Yeah, just to catch yeah. everyone up, this where this podcast episode is our official launch of our astrological planner, yes. and for now we're just doing it monthly. And um, Katie obviously did most of it. It's amazing. And where can they? Where can people find it?
1: It's at a little more free and we are emailing it out to our mailing list. Um, If you subscribe to our newsletter, you have the option to sign up to receive the planner when it comes out. And so we will be emailing it out. And um, it's going to be in this digital printable form, which I I thought about it a lot. And then I finally just decided, okay, if people want to print a planner and to write on it at home to keep track of whatever their cycles, their schedule, whatever they want to do.
0: So it has space for people to write every day on
1: each day. Most of the days it's got space. I just figured, you know, a regular letter size page and maybe with space to do, you know, punch holes to put, put it in a binder, you know, if they wanted to. So it's formatted for that, but then there's, there will also be a link in the PDF to, Loaded online, which will be helpful for people looking at at it on their phones Mm -hmm. because the website will be responsive for mobile and so they'll be able to read it (laughs) on a
0: phone. So, and it's chock full of like amazing information, too, like really detailed. I mean, I think like both astrological nerds and people that are just like kind of into astrology will get a lot of benefit from it and like your graphics are so cool. Like that little tracking thing that you made. That's so cool. This have taken me like a year to make, like, I'm not kidding you. (laughs) (laughs) This Taurus over here. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. You know, it actually reminds me of, I don't know if you remember the, there was a children's literary magazine called Cricket. Mm, And um, this is back in the days of print magazines. And it was, it preceded what was, there was a famous children's magazine that came after it. It was big in the seventies, mostly. Anyway, it always had like a serial comic that ran along the bottom of the page that was independent of the content. And then it went for several pages and stuff. And it was really cute. And cool. so I think that was in the back of my mind when I thought this up cool. a way to like graphically show like a strip showing, um, the Zodiac, the stars of the Zodiac. That was the crazy part researching. (laughs) So I could draw all of them. I didn't do super, super awesome job, but I did a decent job.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And where they're aligned with the tropical Zodiac, Mm -hmm. which is not exactly in the same position. Like for example, the astrological sign of let's see, the stars of the constellation Taurus, you know, it's that distinctive V and the Pleiades is right there and Orion Mm -hmm. is right below it. It's like a really, you know, easily, um, easy to recognize part of the sky. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's actually not aligned with the tropical zodiacal location of Taurus, like where the sun is when it's in Taurus isn't there. That's mostly where the sign of cancer is.
0: Interesting.
1: No, Gemini. Gemini.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a cancer, the boundary with cancer is right at sort of between the bull and the twins, which was um, the Gemini constellation. Um, and that is due to precession of the equinoxes, which gets explained a little bit in here too. So cool. Anyway. I'm gonna pause
0: um, really
1: quick. Sorry. So we were just fooling with mic levels. We're aware that we keep not quite hitting the mark with our levels matching yeah. each other. so we're gonna keep trying. This is better. <laughs> Bear with us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because ba- the inspiration for this planner was to do something that would be like Wee Moon, the Wee Moon calendar but that might actually be really like in, you know, useful have information <laughs> useful. as
0: well as like interpretations, we moon. moon is a different thing. Like we moon has the moon faces and it does have like in the icon level, like the ingrace and the retrograde and all that.
1: Right. And they
0: have amazing artwork and poetry and they
1: do all of
0: that. But I found myself, you know, using it, like you gave it to me for Christmas. What was it Tw- for 2020? You gave yeah. me twenty twenty. And I find myself like just wanting to know, like, well, what does it mean that this is happening in the sky? Or like, you right. know, even just the moon stuff. That's part of why I started doing the moon emails. Like, well, what does the full moon in cancer mean? And like, what should I do about it type of thing? <laughs> so right. this this planner takes the information and kind of harnesses it and gives you more of an instructive and informative uh little snippets and, or like actually kind of a lot of information in some (laughs) some cases. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. So there were two pieces that I, that I want to share that came through, but well, one of them is in the planner. We'll just bookmark it for then. And that this is the role of Mars and Venus. Mm. I kind of got some deeper insight into that.
0: I love that Um, part. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But the, the, the part that's going on right now about mercury, I definitely want to share in this podcast because it's current for now. I want to
0: hear that for sure. So
1: so anyway, we're hoping to carry this, carry this on.
0: Um, and I like the idea of quarterly, like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good, I don't know. I feel like my own life has begun to move more in like quarterly window mm. from mm. Like solstice to equinox and then equinox to solstice. Like, yeah, it's just a nice, um, nice marker of time a- for me. And it's so reflective in the sky and in the earth. And, and yeah. um, I think having like, you know, for those that want to order it and buy it, like having that booklet, that they can then like, you right. know, choose what to record in that or even just use a plant as a planner mm-hmm. and can really see like, well, this is happening in the sky and this is happening in my life. Or this is like, my, you know, for people with human design, I don't know how many people are into that, but like, if you have emotional authority, you have this emotional wave. So you can mm. even track like your emotional, like my emotional right. wave today. Scale of one to 10 is like a four Hmm, like what's going on in the sky like is something influencing me so right really right. Just using it like potentially using it as a, a tool for self-reflection and recording and you know yeah building awareness self-awareness so
1: yeah yeah I mean you can use it as kind of like an almanac for your yeah. garden you can use it for your business like for planning stages of your business but yeah i love that idea of tracking other systems of knowing through it mm-hmm. see how they line up you know yeah or or relate with each other
0: yeah, yeah.
1: um drawing a card for every day or casting yeah. when you for every day and just you know recording it yeah not a way she could use it definitely um well, so before we dive into more with this, I want to hear from you <laughs> Oh because so, you're having a very, uh,
0: well, yeah. Yeah. Like how, how is, is it going? It's going amazing. Like it's mm-hmm. one just weird to be like, not in my house, like not in my parents' house. um and not you know like I we we all spent quite a bit of time like just in one place so it's been really wild to kind of be in crowds and be different places and be traveling around and um Mm. we were in Portland for one week and then now this week we've come up to um, the Seattle area where my friends are moving into their new home and you know that's been like as you can imagine, like chaos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's just what it is. And-
1: Because you were there to help them move, right? To go through this transition. <clears throat> yes. With, with the childcare.
0: Yes. Kind of yes. Like managing that. Right. So um, so they both work and um, they, you know, didn't want to put their child into any kind of daycare or whatever, like until mm-hmm. he's probably about a year. And so mm-hmm. they've just been inviting like friends and family to come and help them. And um, yeah, it's it's just really, the whole thing is fascinating because it's like, I'm like the coverage for this window when they they had sold their condo and then they bought this new house, but they had like a about a month where they couldn't get into the new house. And so, they decided to go stay in Portland for a month because they, you know, they love traveling. And anyway, so I got to be in Portland with them. We stayed right across the street from this uh, park, Alberta Park, which was like literally celebrating its 100th year anniversary. Oh, so
1: they didn't live in Portland before?
0: No, we were staying in an Airbnb. Oh, They lived in Seattle before. Oh, so you guys were
1: just popping down there for the transition what's going on in Portland how is
0: it it's amazing I mean they're really still you know you still need a mask to be inside anywhere really Um, and they're still limiting like like uh capacity and stuff like that like we stayed in the Alberta Arts District and so Alberta Street Mm -hmm. for you know better or worse it's been gentrified over the last I think when my friend um lived out there and I I visited out there I think in 2014, um mm. previous to now. And she was saying they were just starting to like gentrify that area. And so now it's got like the strips with all the cute shops and restaurants and like ice cream, you know, fancy homemade lavender ice cream and <laughs> all of that stuff. Amazing um, coffee
1: for five dollars yeah. for a
0: small cup. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um and so we even had to like wait in line outside of a shop to get in because like they were limiting capacity and and all that so they're still like and they said they just during the time they were there which was the month of may like people were still wearing a lot of masks outdoors and like they started to kind of phase out of doing that um but yeah it was just really magic with all my forest ricky stuff to be across from that park There were Mm. tons of trees and this little like online map of the trees and Mm. I would go, they were laughing at me and I share some of this in my solo podcast if I ever post it, but I would go around and be like sniffing the trees, like, cause there was like a ponderosa pine or two. Oh, that is the best. Yeah. And like cedar and all these like. Anyone
1: who has never sniffed a ponderosa pine just must. Yeah. And that is just all there is to it. Yeah. And, you, and we'll let you be surprised. I mean, there's spoilers, but.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> so by the end, I had them sniffing the trees, too. It was great. <laughs> but I got to go on some runs, like, around the city, and it was just, like, so amazing. And, Matt, mm. and more stars were showing up, like. so it was What happened
1: with the forest Reiki? Like, what? Like, so you were just there. So you were, did you, like,
0: I actually I had, know. well, I I would do Forest Reiki in the park. I did a, a couple mornings. I did Forest Reiki, like sitting in this, they had this little nature patch, like in the middle of the park. Um, and then I got like sap all over my clothes and all that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had a client, I had a Forest Reiki client while I was there. like, And that, cause I was like, oh, like actually this park is perfect to do forest Reiki from so not I mean you can do forest Reiki from anywhere your house or whatever but yeah but I was like oh this will be perfect so I was able to do that um and it was just like these tall tall Douglas firs were like the majority of the trees there mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. it was just really cool to like be in the city and still be able to like get my nature fixed by just like mm-hmm. looking out my window yeah basically yeah. Um, so yeah, that was amazing an amazing week. And then moving up here, like getting stuff out of the storage unit and like, you know, getting furniture delivered. And I mean, they're moving from a condo into like a, a good size house. So (laughs) it's like been pretty wild, but it's been fun. I mean, it's been amazing and helping them like unpack all the baby clothes and (laughs) put the kitchen So what's Seattle
1: like? right now
0: um oh my god it's freezing (laughs) oh thank you for my scarf I wear it like (laughs) almost every day okay Katie gave me a birthday scarf right before I left um so the first two days in Portland it was like 90 degrees and then ever Mm -hmm. since then it's been like in the 60s and then coming up here is even further north so like in the mornings it's been like 45 oh Yeah. and I did manage to go for a run like a couple mornings ago but I'm just like I'm okay like I don't need to run right now <laughs> but it's crazy it's because it's like damp is it foggy like no it's well right now it's over it tends to be like kind of overcast in the mornings but then by the afternoon like the fog you know the clouds seem to burn off and it's a beautiful blue mm-hmm. sky and it gets up to like maybe low 70s sometimes like mid 60s okay. um and but it's just funny because my parents are like sending me pictures of them swimming at the river and all this stuff and they're like it's hot and humid here I'm like oh <laughs> um and so yeah like we are gonna go do some more exploring this weekend and find some hiking trails it's it's really cool so I'm staying with a friend of mine from college and then our other friend from college lives like 20 minutes up the road Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. they brought us dinner the first night we were here and like they have a little boy that's going to turn one on the summer solstice so Mm -hmm. it's just been like totally surreal to like reconnect with these friends that I've known for 20 years and their kids and like you know just spend time with them after like not seeing them for so long and um and the pandemic you know
1: so yeah so like is is Seattle all locked down still the way Portland
0: was I don't I mean we haven't been into Seattle proper like like we're in the burbs like we're in the suburbs we're in like and like are people
1: wearing masks outside in the summer no No. no. that's I've always thought that was a little insane honestly yeah
0: We're like near, like the thing that's closest to us is like a a country club, like a golf course. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But there's like, there's beautiful trees here too. It's, you know, the drive Mm -hmm. up was pretty as well. And um, I'm excited, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I'll be here for another week and then I'll be actually visiting a friend who lives in the city so that'll be fun and then I'll be staying with my other friends that are up the road um and their their little boy is in daycare so I'll be able to do more work and uh then probably go on some hikes like my buddy's really into hiking like he has the whole thing for his kid like the thing on the back and yeah um, so do some more exploring and then I don't know I honestly don't know how long i will stay out here my family was going to come up for the fourth and they're not coming anymore because the new baby is going to visit them. And so I might stay for like a week or two into July. And uh, just if I can rent a car, apparently rental cars are like really crazy right now because a lot of the Mm. um, places have like sold a lot of their cars during. Right. And so now it can be really expensive and challenging to get a rental car. Like, but my plan was the last week I'm here to like rent a car and just go explore on my own and like see a few other folks like I know like four or five people out here that I would love to connect with Mm. um in addition to my two friends so we will see it's been a lot of like surrender and go with the flow vibes these days yeah yeah (laughs) yeah always a good strategy when you're traveling (laughs) yeah definitely
1: um well Uh, I was, I am not to sort of bring up the the negative cloud of doom, but I'm remembering (laughs) that we looked at your astrocartography for the Seattle area and we saw that you had your, it's a Pluto and a Saturn line, I think. Mm. But see, this is the thing about stereotypes is that you have to be careful that you're not projecting only the negative
0: stereotype
1: of an archetype onto something, which we tend to do. And, you know, because Pluto and Saturn can both have very positive aspects as well. (laughs) I mean, Pluto is, I, and like, literally, like I came to that because I watched a couple of people go through a powerful Pluto transits that were completely transformational in a positive way. So I
0: was looking you know. at my chart. I'm like, where am I and <laughs> <I'm> Saturn? <laughs> I thought maybe they were the, the Yod pointers, but they're not one of them is, but
1: uh, yeah, I think they're sort of close to each other. They're conjunct.
0: Yeah. Aren't they? yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and there are they making a sextile to Jupiter and that's the Yod. Those are the, those point to something.
0: I don't think so. Jupiter's right up there with them.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. Like
0: close by. I think the yacht is pointing to my son and Chiron, right? Oh, it would
1: have to be Neptune. Because Neptune and yeah. Pluto have been in sextile to each other since the 40s.
0: Yeah, it's Neptune. Okay. Um, and they're and they're pointing at what? The Yacht points at my son, conjunct Chiron. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're they're
0: up in the in the eleventh house, yes, in Libra, right, Mm -hmm. right,
1: and your Neptune is down in the
0: second house, second in Sagittarius. Mm. Yeah. Anyway,
1: (laughs) yes, I mean Pluto is transformation; it is retrieval of the of uh, life force from the unconscious. That has been either locked away, segregated, and, you know, sort of bringing it back to be integrated Mm -hmm. and, and in some cases healed, you know, reshaped. Um, But, you know, the release of life force that's been trapped away can be very wonderful. Yeah. And enlivening. Ultimately, it's always empowering and enlivening. It's just that sometimes the, what you have to retrieve is harsh. <laughs> so that's why Pluto has a bad reputation because, you know, that can be the case, but, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Pluto, it's just very Pluto
0: powerful is the theme of my life. <laughs> do what, do what, like, Pluto, like is the theme of my life, like <laughs> death and transformation. <laughs> uh, well, you're Scorpio rising. So yeah. what do you spend?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um
0: all right well so anything else well I've gotten some downloads about my work and it's oh yeah you
1: said you had downloads yesterday in the clips is that related
0: yeah somewhat somewhat and like so from my window I think I can see like the olympic mountain range Mm -hmm. and I think it's Mount Olympus although I was reading about it last night and and saying it was saying like you can't actually see it's see the peak except from other mountains so maybe it's not but it's like Mm -hmm. towards that direction it looks like and it's like a snow-capped mountain Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was like again hard to articulate but I could feel, well, one, I feel like I'm here to help people with like self-worth primarily. And a lot of that goes back to like the mind and the thoughts and like the judging mind and like self-judgment and like the layers of like, you know, there's this painful thing but then I'm making it wrong. Mean, I'm making it either wrong or mean something bad about me, or that type of thing. Um, and I just had this crazy like thing with the mountain. I could like feel this energy like pulsating from the mountain, and like it was like almost I could feel like energy moving towards the base of the mountain and then coming out the top and like raining down around mm. it, like mm. almost like the shape of a Taurus, but, and, and it was raining down like self-worth, like,
1: mm. like helping. Like improve. in a continuous like flow?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, cool.
0: And it was like, and I think, you know, some of what we talked about in the Starfish episode of like what Carolyn, Miss or me, how are you? Your name, Mace, was saying like, people don't know how amazing and powerful they are. Like, people don't know how worthy they are and how, you know, like, magnificent they are. And that has just come up for me, like, so many times along my, my journey, whether it's from, like, A Course in Miracles or, you know, people that have written books. Marion Williamson, Gabrielle Bernstein, just like, and like, it's kind of what my project in Bali was about. I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I feel this coalescing Mm -hmm. type of thing. And and it seems like, I feel like I needed to kind of step out of my, my zone, like my comfort zone and like where I've been for a long time to have this kind of like new experience and shake up and shift to like pop my head open for like new information and insight to to pour in totally cool and then my um my mom gave me these new oracle cards for my birthday so I brought those along on the trip and uh have been using those and they've been really really powerful Mm -hmm. um and I'm gonna grab my notebook really quick yeah Mount Olympus Broadcasting Self-Love self-worth, energetic transformation, attune to the energy and perfection is waiting. So like the concept of this, and and I feel too with the eclipse and like Gemini and all that stuff, just for me, like I've been dropping down into that space. that's like beyond duality a little bit Mm -hmm. more where like, you know, our minds, there's like the mind has this negative bias where it's trying to like, and it's a protective mechanism, but it's trying to like scan for like what's wrong basically right. all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of this, this just thing that the mind does. And then it's like, okay, it finds what's wrong and then it tries to figure it out. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You know, it
0: tries to figure out what's wrong or it, it judges what's wrong. It's like, well, but like it's almost I'm getting this sense of like if you can drop into the space of like this isn't something wrong this is something that is teaching me and showing me you know this is another marker on my path or like maybe it's not even wrong right um Mm -hmm. so cultivating like a deeper awareness of the mind's like tricksy habits and helping like people see that and practice that because it takes so much practice you know I mm-hmm. feel like I've been doing this for over a decade and yeah. it just takes so much practice and like self-compassion mm-hmm. and I think the self-worth piece is just so key because we've you know we there's the negative bias and then the judgment and then like, it hits our self-worth, you know, it dings, dings, dings all the time. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like last July, actually, I had this big shift around self-worth mm-hmm. where I finally started to see and value myself and my worth instead of like looking for it outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just been like, kind of a cascade effect for me and now coming back around like almost a year later and seeing like you know perhaps that is like the primary thing that I want to help other people with mm-hmm. um, you know the
1: thing is is that because I've known you for so long I have I have a perspective on that that I think I don't know it's just interesting because like if you i wouldn't have probably come up with the words to say it before you just said Mm -hmm. it but it feels true to me even going back to i mean i think that when i was you know most became aware of it in a really conscious way was when you started coming home after you graduated high school yeah every time you would come home it was sort of like you were this, um, you know, presence of kindness that kind of, and it was, I mean, not everyone is kind, you know, in our group, in our family yeah. circle. You, I wouldn't say anyone is unkind, but you had a particular way that you would just always bring this something with you that, that feels like what you're saying. Hmm you know, about, you know, feeling good about yourself, right? No, I mean, le- helping other people to feel good about themselves. Mm, yeah. yeah. It didn't feel narcissistic at all. So yeah. Thank anyway. You. That's really sweet. Reflect that back to you.
0: Thank you. Um, oh, and I think too, like, you know, being here, And helping you know I I feel like I'm really good in that support role like in high school Mm -hmm. soccer like I got the unsung hero award you Uh know like and you know (laughs) being out here like like both my friends are constantly like thank you so much for helping us like I don't know what we do without your extra set of hands and like I feel like it's I feel like it's my seva I feel like it's my like sacred service you know Mm. it's like being in the world as, as who I am and like find, like receiving these random calls to adventure slash like service duty, like, and just, you know, just helping and showing up and like shining my light wherever I'm needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been rewarding to, to feel like I'm participating like that and supporting Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And they're like transition, like it's a big transition for them right now.
1: Yeah, Um, for sure.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to help be that kind of stabilizing positive force is really rewarding. Mm
1: -hmm. But you wouldn't want to be a babysitter for the rest of your life. (laughs) I mean, there's people who love that. Yeah. And that's their calling.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I've discovered about myself, like, I don't know if it's my Mercury and Gemini or like what it, other aspects of my chart or what, but like, I, I love and thrive and need variety in my life, <laughs> variety in my work, variety in my place, like, and I used to really struggle with that. And now I've just embraced it and mm. made it be totally great. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like that too. I um, <clears throat> although it's never been a struggle, it's just been a thing that I've just ended up in jobs and thrived in jobs where there was a lot of change.
0: Yeah. And where
1: like each day, at moment to moment, sometimes the schedule would shift, the agenda shifts. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go. Right, right. Where other people, other are, people like, are, are like, wait like, a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. That's not what we said. <laughs> you know, they want it to be like yeah. defined. And I'm like that's boring, let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the last person, the last major client that I was a VA for. She was always changing her mind and it drove most people crazy, but I was like, cool, most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, cool, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you know, the this thing, this sort of revelation that you had um, with the mountain.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I'm thinking that this happened. So that was it was it yesterday that you had that or a couple days leading up to it? or it was
0: the day before.
1: The day before. Okay. Yeah. So this thing that I that I think I've, I'm pretty sure feels right um, that I've discovered about um, Mercury, when it is retrograde, conjunct the sun, on the North node,
0: yeah, which doesn't lot.
1: happen all that often. <laughs> uh, so when it's retrograde conjunct the sun is when it's passing between us and the sun because mm-hmm. it's inside of our orbit. And so it turns retrograde in the evening sky and then it disappears in front of the sun in the glare of the sun. And the, the retrograde mercury conjunct the sun is usually, um, I mean, anytime Mercury is conjunct the sun is usually considered a time when you have more direct access to, you know, knowledge or something. Cause yeah. the sun represents knowledge, you know, in, you know, a lot of cosmologies. Anyway, the retrograde conjunct the sun on the North Node, you um, I believe is specifically a transmitter of hermetic knowledge, which is knowledge about how the universe works, you know, universal truths, you know, like revelation, like a revealed truths. And that's the, you know, Mercury Hermes has all these different aspects. It's a really diverse archetype, Mm -hmm. everything from the trickster and the thief, like Hermes was a thief and he was the patron of thieves and travelers (laughs) all the way to like the most exalted mind of like Hermes Trismegistus who like, you know, understood, you know, the cosmic, the universal truths and, you know, dispensed them and Mm. these teachings. Um, And the caduceus, which is the wings, the staff and the serpents, the two serpents, that's like the most you know powerful alchemical symbol. And it is the symbol of Mercury or it's wow. the staff of Mercury, but not all the phases of Mercury are so profound. <laughs> and I think that this is that phase. Wow. So it's during an eclipse window, right? When the sun is near a node, but I think it's North node specifically. Mm-hmm. And when Mercury is in its retrograde conjunct phase and it's been conjunct the Sun for it was a couple of days before the eclipse. I have to go look. I think it's about Oh cool. Four or five days that it's conjunct the Sun. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Where did I write that down? Oh, I said 14 days. So yeah. So about seven days on either side of the exact alignment Hmm. and the exact alignment was right before the eclipse.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's the eclipse had mercury so close in there. Mm
0: -hmm. It
1: was nuts in Gemini, the sign of it's like rulership. So Yeah. It's a really good, and I've been feeling like, you know, like anytime that I, you know, like lean in to receive knowledge, you know, like, you know, knowledge about how the universe works, like universal truths, like it sort of just comes Mm. in. And so it's a very good time right now to receive direct transmissions of a universal nature. Wow. Um, that's neat. Good time for meditation or, you know, whatever process sort of opens up the mental, you know, process for you. Everyone's a little different. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. And it is non-dual, totally non-dual. It's mm. like, that's the nature of a revealed truth. Yeah. Right, like you know, revelation, like there is no, like, well, if or you know, it's it's like direct knowledge in that way, it's Gnostic,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, do, do you want to share about what's been coming in for you? Oh, <laughs> or not, or not so much on this? Well, that
1: was that was part of it. Oh, okay, okay. it was just this. So there's, there are phases of mercury. Mercury is kind of weird. It's the, obviously it's the closest planet to the sun. So it's always near the sun. Mm-hmm. It never gets further than 20 degrees away from the sun. So mm. it's always just kind of like with the sun and, um, ha- you know, a lot of the time it's, you can't even see it. It's hard to see. It's either in the glare of the sun or it's at such a low angle. To the horizon that you have to have like perfect viewing conditions. It's mm-hmm. also the most has the most erratic, like irregular orbit of all the planets in the solar system, actually. And so, unlike Venus, which has this very orderly cycle, you know, 584 days, and you can it's like clockwork perfection. Um, Mercury is like, woo. woo, woo you know it's like all over the place yeah totally (laughs) amazing (laughs) and um and because mercury is so often disappeared in the glare of the sun that's why it was called the messenger of the gods you know Mm -hmm. like when it's with the sun it's with the gods
0: yeah it's like getting the download from the sun back that's cool yeah Really and funny.
1: unlike the other planets who only might spend, you know, a certain period of the year behind the sun or lined up with the sun, you know, cause Mercury is there all like most of the time it was considered to be immune to the difficulty of mm. going into that cool. space. So that idea of being, you know, the messenger of the gods can come and go with impunity, like diplomatic immunity kind of. Yeah doesn't get affected doesn't get burned (laughs) yeah um but besides that the phases of mercury there's been you know like shamanic astrology speculated about the phases of mercury you know mercury spends part of the part of its um cycle in the morning sky part of it in the evening sky going direct part of it going direct on the other side of the sun conjunct the sun disappeared And then there are these retrograde phases in the evening sky, in the morning sky, and then conjunct the sun. Hmm. And then actually, when it goes from direct to retrograde, it's the only one I found that has, spends two days stationed, like where it appears to not be moving forward or backwards because it's sort of like, it's looping back around and we're moving and it's, so it appears to stand still for two days.
0: Wow,
1: And, you know, each of its cycles is like, there's a different shape. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there, I don't know how many patterns there are, but it's not just like one cycle that repeats over and over again.
0: So, so it's like drawing different shapes from earth perspective and the sky mm-hmm, all the time, mm-hmm. sort of cool. looping this
1: way and then looping that way, you know, And the duration of the different phases varies from cycle to cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I looked at one and I haven't done all the research on this, but honestly, there hasn't, you know, there's been some speculation about what these different phases mean, but there hasn't been like a really in-depth study with data or anything like that. And I... It's been an open question that I've had for years, yeah. and I just feel like this. Well, my guide stepped in while I was writing the, the planner. Yeah, that's what like, I
0: wanted to ask about. Yeah,
1: you know, sometimes he just doesn't really engage with me. He's just like, eh, figure it out for yourself.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I feel that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> supposed to be me. Like, where are you? <laughs> but no, a lot of times we have to figure it out. That's the guidance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what good parents do out. with their children yes. who are becoming more independent, you know, true, true. <laughs> um, but with this one, I, you know, there was like a definitely definite urge to sort of explain this bit to me hmm. and, and I'm having the direct experience of it right now. I'm like, Oh, I can just get information like more easily In a way I can perceive truth a little more clearly Mm. right now. So that was, that was the main reveal about that. I have not decoded the entire complex Mercury cycle, but I, but I do think that I like shamanic astrology sort of speculated that the evening star Mercury would be well, that the morning star Mercury is like Apollo, mm. who in the ancient you know Greek mythology was, was very associated with knowledge. He was the sun god, but he was also associated with knowledge. And then um, that the direct conjunction, the moving direct conjunction on the far side of the sun is the psychopomp guide for souls in the underworld. And the evening star... Mercury is Hermes with the more creative trickstery, possibly thief kind of aspects. And I, you know, I had looked at some charts and I was like, that doesn't fit. It doesn't, you know, like, you know, I know people who have evening, an evening Mercury, evening star Mercury, and they're not deceptive or tricky or whatever. So I did get I did, you know, dig out of my guide, these ideas that Mercury in the evening sky moving direct develops thought. So there is a creative aspect to it, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There's so many other factors that go into like what you're doing in your life, um, what archetypes you're working with. But this idea is that you develop thought. Mercury in the morning sky direct understands thought so there's more of a receiving a transmission in a way or Mm. it's like you're comprehending versus like going further like doing something new with thought mercury conjunct the sun moving direct on the far side of the sun has direct knowing
0: Mm.
1: And Mercury conjunct the sun retrograde when it makes the exact conjunction, that's the beginning of a cycle. Oh, So it's a seed time. Yeah. And that's kind of as far as I got, there's this sort of like, so when it emerges in the morning sky, after it passes between us and the sun moving retrograde, it will emerge in the morning sky, still moving retrograde for a little while And that phase is kind of like not quite a herald, but like this is the stream of thought, you know, going on now.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Cool. But uh, he wouldn't, you know, like I say, it's not an on demand thing. Right, right. I can't just say, tell me this, tell me that. I don't know. It doesn't work that way.
0: that's neat though I mean it's it's cool to get those different insights and then like do you feel like so looking at somebody's chart and distinguishing Mm -hmm. like where their mark what phase their mercury was and can give Mm -hmm. you insight into them and their like dharma or you know karma
1: I think it can at least give insight into how the mind works Mm -hmm. okay at the very minimum yeah um, um you know i have the mercury conjunct
0: oh direct
1: mercury direct conjunct so oh. but it's and it's in sag i mean i'm just so like whoosh, you know thoughts and ideas <laughs> um, I have,
0: um what's yours i have no idea i have well i have mercury and gemini which is kind of cool because that's its home mm-hmm. And it was, it's at 14 degrees, which this eclipse was at 19, right? Mm. So it's pretty, you know, it's within five degrees of the eclipse. Um, and then it's in the seventh house, like just above the sun in Chiron.
1: It's 20 degrees from the sun in the evening sky. Mm. So I'm when it afraid. is east of the sun it's in the evening sky when it's west of the sun it's in the morning sky oh. and roughly 10 degrees is what i use mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know that might need to get expanded a little bit but and the 10 degree, it's usually pretty well for the sun for when a planet will disappear in the glare of the sun and not be visible
0: 10 10 degrees
1: 10 degrees, 10 degrees on either side of the sun.
0: Cool.
1: So, so you're in the evening sky. So you develop thought. Mm. I mean, you can just sort of like experiment with that and see how that fits.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and it's, I, it's I definitely in the seventh house. <laughs> Do you?
0: Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. Well, I feel like, and I was writing about this last night My journal that, like, I'm here. It's like, and some of this is the cards I pulled, like, sailing into the uncharted waters, like, new ways of doing things, like, Mm. you know, developing like new and different ideas and synthesizing things in ways that haven't been before, and that type of thing. And Mm. it can be really challenging because I it does feel like I'm like sometimes in in a stormy sea or not necessarily stormy but like going on this quest with like no map and no whatever you know and and but I do have I do have the signs I have like the pieces but like I have to put them all together in my own way for Mm -hmm. it to really work me like even with Mm -hmm. my business and like i found this business coach that does things really differently but i've realized that even like her insight and advice like isn't necessarily for me like Mm -hmm. i have to Mm -hmm. figure out how to do like do it myself like come up with a new whole new
1: you've also got uranus on your ascendant
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: mean it's within 10 degrees of your rising and it is in the first house so it is ascending so that like doubles the message yeah like that you know like really doubles the message that you are here to innovate Mm -hmm. you are here to be unique you're here to break paradigms
0: yeah yeah and I finally began to embrace that (laughs) (laughs) I know
1: trying to (laughs) be like normal and consensus with Uranus on the ascendant is a is a recipe for like disaster mm-hmm. yes your life is gonna explode <laughs>
0: and it has many <laughs> times yeah
1: <laughs> try to be normal <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so now it's like okay time to not be normal like do i take my last week in this area to like go on a quest to mount olympus <laughs> like <laughs> hey i mean you received the transmission i know i know Yeah. Um, I do want to share, actually, I need to grab something else really quick. Um, Speaking of the trickster, so Mm. this new deck, the mystical shaman oracle deck, Mm. um, has coyote as one of the cards, and I pulled it recently. Um, And coyote is The trickster as is mercury but um I really liked the description and I think we've talked about like my time in Hawaii you know was all about the trickster pretty much the shadow
1: trickster the The shadow trickster a lot of it and
0: I just marked my last week I marked my two-year anniversary from of leaving um Mm. of getting on a plane and flying away from my life And yeah, I just really enjoyed this uh, description. I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'm trying to find the the symbol of the sacred trickster, the one who provides detours for growth and understanding by ensuring that things don't go as planned. (laughs) coyote brings the energy of divine deception to set you free from the shackles of that which doesn't serve you sometimes it appears you will get everything you want like i thought i was only to find that coyote brings you the opposite of what you'd hoped for (laughs) Um, but you know this says it's always it's always in service of growth and understanding Mm -hmm. and you know, even though it, it doesn't seem like it, like it really is the path that's leading you to your most cherished dreams and desires. That's what it says. Right. So it helped me to have a little more like compassion for the trickster.
1: (laughs) Oh, I feel like I've maybe, I maybe did a little disservice by not like bringing in the, that other perspective a little more reflecting on that. Cause it is, it's true. Hmm. But I mean, also, isn't that true? Can not you kind of, it is a way to make peace with your experience Yeah, is to take the lesson in it. Right? Yes. Like, even if it was, even if you don't get into like, oh, it was all meant to be that I was going to get bonked on the head, you know? even if you don't go that far right Mm -hmm. because sometimes I do feel like people try to rush to do that for someone else who's had a tragedy definitely and just completely short circuit their process of grieving and Mm -hmm. like you know like yeah this was actually very terrible that happened to me or my family or whoever yeah but that once you are ready that um, taking the lesson from that can, can be a way to help you to integrate and move on. Mm-hmm. Whoops, lost sound during this section. Like in your case, it's like, okay, like let's not waste a lot of more life energy on these kind of people. Yeah. Let's learn to recognize them immediately when they enter the room, I'll bet you can now, about when oh, one of those enters the room, you're like,
0: "Oh, there you are!" going to go over here. <laughs> and I do, you know. I do genuinely feel that that my experience led me to really release victimhood mm. um, and lead me to greater self worth because. I was so invested in mm-hmm. finding that other and finding that worth outside myself mm-hmm. that, you know, I got burned really intensely and it, it helped me see like, oh no, no, like I don't ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to place my worth outside of myself again or like mm-hmm. seek for completion and, you know, a partnership or a job or any, you know, anything And Mm -hmm. it really brought me home to the truth of, like, I am whole and worthy. And, you know, after I did a lot of work and (laughs) and grieving and all of that stuff. But I think two years later, at this point, I can really see, like, you know, that that was it was a huge lesson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not to go I don't like to, like, go into him all that much, but he lived in a victim mentality and Mm, I being around that constantly and being affected by that just really helped
1: me education.
0: Yeah. It helped me see, you know, and I've struggled with that myself, but it really helped me Mm -hmm. see it. Like, no, I do not want any part of that anymore. Like Mm -hmm. anytime that starts to come back up, I just, am like, Nope, that's not, we're not doing that. Like, it's, be- yeah. it's made it really easy to shift out of that for me. Uh, yeah. 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 Yup. Yes.
1: So before we end, cause I think you have to go,
0: yeah, I should go on like 15. And my connection is unstable. Okay, step up on, last
1: on our starfish episode. Um, which I love that it has a name. (laughs) These should all have names. Yeah. This is the, what the eclipse or the
0: The planner launch,
1: the planner launch. Yes. Which by the way, we were talking about stars, right? Starfish (sighs) stars. Now we're with the astrological planner. Yeah. You know, what are the stars doing? You know, I don't know. Yes. I felt like there should be something in there, in the name. I don't Ooh. know what it is.
0: Yeah, we'll get we'll get that. We'll, thing we'll work
1: on that. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, you remember the the shamanic journeys that I was doing about being pain free?
0: Yes.
1: So after that episode, somebody I know who listened to it sent me. Uh, text with the cover of a book called Pain Free. Oh, cool! And as a recommendation, um, and actually, it was something that someone else had recommended, but I had bought the audio book, and the audio recording was really crappy, so I mm-hmm. abandoned it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to work with my chiropractor for a while, take that to its logical conclusion. Anyway. I had come to the logical conclusion was this isn't quite working. And so (laughs) when she sent that to me, I was like, all right, I'll try it again. And it has seriously helped. It hasn't, it is not a complete fix, um, but it is called the Agoscu method. It's kind of a sort of physical therapy. This Hmm. uh, this guy named Pete Agoscu developed it. And it's around the idea that our bodies are designed to operate, to function, Um, you know, our joints are symmetrical, you know, they're designed to be symmetrical and designed for the load-bearing joints to stack one upon the other.
0: Mm.
1: So, um, and when they're, when, when they're functioning properly, you know, they're in alignment. The muscles are developed in such a way that support that alignment. You don't have atrophied muscles and overdeveloped muscles, pushing the joint out of alignment, constantly combined with habitual patterns, right? Yeah. (laughs) Repetitive motion, hunching you forward or whatever, (laughs) right? Lifestyle. Lifestyle is a huge part of it. Like, because you can do an hour of exercises a day, but the rest of the waking hours of, you know, the, the rest of the 15 or 16 hours that you're awake, if you're doing other things that are like, totally like not good, you're going to undo that hour of exercise. And most people don't even do an hour of exercise a day. Yeah. So if you, if you're, if everything is functioning the way it should, and you don't have a lot of atrophied areas in your body, you can do incredible things. The body is amazing. It can heal itself. You can regenerate deteriorated cartilage, you know, like you do not have to solve joint pain by having surgery to remove and replace a joint.
0: Yeah. like He's uh, just
1: like, this is insane. The body can heal itself. And the idea that like, oh, I leaned over and I threw my back out, that that's just a normal thing to accept as part of aging is also insane and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so actually my strategy of sort of restricting my motions and my activities to things where I'm not doing all the things that were triggering my pain,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that's like a short-term Band-Aid solution to a long-term problem that it, you know, a lot of people do accept that answer of like, oh well, I just can't do this and that anymore, and then they get increasingly debilitated to the point where they have to get around in a scooter, and you know,
0: yeah,
1: it's insane, and yeah. I really don't want that. No. So I was like, all right, bring it on, let's do these exercises.
0: You would done a lot be of them are- in a scooter.
1: Oh, dude,
0: I refuse. <laughs>
1: Unless I get like injured or something, I'm I'm not doing it. But I was imagining myself with a walker going, shit, (laughs) you know, I'm 15 years from a walker if I don't do anything now. So anyway, these exercises, they're kind of more like asanas. Some of them are are postures that you hold, you'll, you get yourself aligned and you let gravity Mm like do half the work or some of them you're building muscles that will atrophy. And so they're sort of weird. They feel like, Oh, this is strange. But then after a while they get easier, Mm -hmm. but it's all about getting yourself into vertical alignment and retraining and rehabilitating the joints actually. Cool. And um, I had immediate pain relief and then my pain started to move around. Cause that's another thing he said, this is your body is incredibly resourceful and adaptive. So you might have a dysfunctional, you know, knee and you won't feel pain in the knee. It'll kind of get absorbed all up and through the rest of your body cause you're adapting to that bad wow. knee. That's interesting. And it will appear as maybe pain in your I don't know, your shoulders or your neck. And then after a while it shifts and your body adapts and the pain moves to a different area. But, you know, so I was sort of having that. It was like jumping around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I could feel that like something was wrong. And in the meantime, I went and I had x-rays taken of my sacroiliac joint oh, because did. I had had an, an appointment with a rheumatoid arth a rheumatologist and I don't think I have rheumatoid arthritis. She didn't think I had it, but she said, let's rule it out. And the chiropractor, my awesome chiropractor, Dr. Ronsley in Narrows, who is amazing. He was very keen on looking at those, the films. Cause he's like, I think that you, you sound like it sounds, it feels like there's something up. And there are all these things that it could be. And he showed me these pictures and I was like, I think that's me. The one where I'm fused on the one side, it's mm. asymmetrical. Turns out that is what is, I have. Oh my I have gosh. a genetic, um, a genetic. Anyway, I'm not symmetrical. My bones are not symmetrical. Like I was born this way in my wow. sacrum. And on the right side, I have it's the way it's supposed to be on the left side it's weird it's different it's like there's a there was this thing i don't even know what it is it's the it's a seam it looks like a seam it's not the movable joint of the sacrum mm-hmm. there's this other like seam line thing yeah and i have it on the right side I've and i don't have it bone. at all
0: on the left it's what it's not there on the left
1: not there at all if the bone is fused wow so this, these, the thing, the Agascu method can only work so far because it assumes symmetry and I'm not symmetrical in that spot of my body. Oh God. So, so I'm like, just trying to, I'm hoping, and he didn't, anyway, I'm hoping he'll get up to speed on it and he'll figure it out for
0: me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is what I'm What I, I need to do. Cause I didn't even mind.
1: understand the x-rays. I was like, all I can see is that it's what I thought. Not symmetrical.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, cool. well, I mean, obviously, cool, I didn't but... have crazy pain until later in life. Yeah. So, my body was able to like go along,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, until now. But,
0: hmm. well, I'm glad you figured this out. This is amazing.
1: Right? Yeah. So I feel like this is how my shamanic journey worked mm-hmm. to remove the things that were in the way of me becoming pain-free. We're just peeling them away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. half of it was ignorance <laughs> um, So Yep. So I am feeling better, but I'm not feeling hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I feel like probably you're feeling better mentally because there's more understanding and there's like, the path is starting to show itself instead of just being like clouded in darkness.
1: Yeah. Feeling progress helps. Yeah. You know, I feel like my job right now is to get so that I can feel better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good.
0: It's important.
1: Leading up to Venus and Mars's alignment in July.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about that in like five minutes?
1: (laughs) It's a teaser. It's a teaser. What does it mean? Oh, we'll talk about it next time. The union of agency and desire.
0: um well on a final if we're at a final note place I will share the card that the card that I pulled last night which was mini paths oh
1: that is I feel like that's your mantra
0: I know right <laughs> and I'll just read a couple parts of it the first line is all paths lead to spirit Uh, what you bring to your journey is what will determine if yours is a path of suffering a path of wisdom a path of bliss or a path of loss be sure you pick a path with heart The invitation, your call now is to take a big, bold step and leave the beaten path. I'm like, haven't I done this already? (laughs) (laughs) Heaven and earth are conspiring on your behalf to support you in this move. It is time to sail into the uncharted. Be sure you attend to both your path through this earth, as well as your journey through the stars. Yay, more stars. (laughs) and I know it's just like now that I'm thinking about it I see it everywhere but like both my friends kids have like all these like star well I only met the older one once but he was wearing like a star outfit like his little onesies had stars all over it and I was wearing one of my star sweaters I was like look at that she's like who are you and what are you doing like why are you approaching me and then this other little one I've been helping with has like a few, like star pattern things. I'm like, look stars! Like everyone's like, mm-hmm, stars, yeah. Like it's kids close. Yeah. Kids close like it means something, <laughs> but I do. I feel like it's so funny because I feel like I live in this secret world, like with all of my mysticism and like connection to trees and like car I don't know and I found all these feathers in Portland and like I just it's so funny because I feel like I'm live I'm living in this world but I'm not of it. Mm. And like yeah. it just feels so true for, yeah. Me. for me. Yeah. For me being back out in like the world with normal quote unquote like more normal people. Yeah. Like there's like these different layers of reality and we're like not quite I'm not quite in the same. Do you,
1: do you find a tension or are you able to just be with all of them simultaneously?
0: I feel like I'm able to be with them. Yeah. I feel like I felt tension for a long time and mm-hmm. I felt self-conscious mm-hmm. about, you know, like sniffing trees or like talking about the eclipse or whatever for, with people that aren't in that layer of reality. But now I just am who I am. Mm-hmm hmm like love it or love me or leave me love me or whatever but I am who I am and there's clearly no being anyone else I've tried
1: <laughs> and well I don't know how it is for you with this but it sounds like it's not a, a problem either with um feeling like you need to convert people mm. like because I know that when I was younger I dealt with that anxiety and the feeling of like being different and like being surrounded by quote unquote muggles, you know, right. but I would right. either like hide and try to pretend and feel uncomfortable and feel lonely and weird and estranged, or I would try to convert them. Mm. <laughs> and there was this beautiful like piece that happened when I was able to let them be where they are. Let me be where I am and not have to explain the difference yeah. because I could still meet them there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know. It's, it, it is much more comfortable than feeling like you have to change everyone around you to match yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I don't feel like I feel that way because
1: yeah, you didn't feel like you do.
0: I feel like I'm able to acknowledge them on their path and journey and honor that Mm, and not make it mean anything just that this is what it this is how it is like everyone's so different everyone's on a different path and and has different interests and values and that's amazing and like I I I sit firmly in my you know myself my values my integrity and depending on how you are, like I'll either move closer or further away from you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like.
1: It's wonderful, actually, what you're doing, what you've come to be able to do, because it's different than what I'm doing. Mm. Because you're kind of more open about it. Mm. And you're sort of openly embracing the all paths, you know, Mm. all places on the wheel. That's a quintessentially, by the way, seventh house attitude. It's the highly evolved seventh house attitude, seventh house being the house of Libra, of partnerships, of society. And, you know, unevolved Libra tends to want to make everyone the same. You know, Mm -hmm. Stepford wives, everyone's the same so that you're comfortable, so that there's harmony, right? And then, like, the powerfully evolved version of that is you are deeply at peace with everyone exactly where they are in their differences. And recognize that each person has a beautiful, unique path of their own. Everyone has a place, mm-hmm. you know the the puzzle pieces in the universe. The universe isn't complete without everyone as they are, and it's deeply inclusive.
0: Yeah, I like.
1: That. Whereas I feel like I'm a little bit like I'm mysterious. Like there's people who don't know how woo and <laughs> crazy I
0: am. <laughs> oh, I feel that way too about myself, but. <laughs> like if it comes up like I'll tell you all about it if not I can I can blend pretty well yeah 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 and this is a fairly new place for me to be living honestly Mm. I think it I think it's taken the last year of being isolated and just with myself to get Mm. more comfortable in that and and like I said like going very far in the other direction of trying to you know, change someone and make them into something that they were never going to be.
1: Or change yourself to fit what their vision yes. was. Like yes. that's also a, a, a Libra shadow exercise mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. futility. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. what do you need me to be? I'm going to become that for you. Yeah.
0: That's me in relationships. So luckily I'm yeah. single right now. We'll see if another one pops <laughs> up how I deal. <laughs> hope that I've been, you know, I've taken this time to root so firmly into myself that I'll be able to stay in my center.
1: That you can have that pluralistic vision, yeah. even in an intimate relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be the true test.
1: Yes. Really you what will
0: what have mastered
1: you. this shit <laughs> when you can do that girl. <laughs> That's the nature of the Chiron Sun conjunction is mm. mastery.
0: Mm yeah
1: and it hurts until you do it until you mm. master it
0: i okay. feel that <sighs> all right well i should i should go and sign off come uh come to my seva my current seva of an adorable little and a half month old i know the chubby boy hopefully so will be cute. less fussy than yesterday <laughs> 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 it's so magical too to like be with someone who's just entered into the planet. Like it's so cool. Right. He's a little Pisces. He was born Aww. on my mom's birthday. <gasps> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's been really magic for sure. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, this was amazing. Ouch. I'm glad we got to connect.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: And go to our website to sign up for our planner. Whenever yes. we put it out. Soon? Okay.
1: We'll discuss. Okay. We'll discuss.
0: <laughs> Coming soon.
1: <laughs> Coming soon.
0: Yeah. Once we find a name for it, maybe Starscapes, Starshine, Star Plan, Star Astrology, go. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You need to come up with it. You came up with the name for the podcast.
0: Oh, yeah all right I'll marinate okay (laughs) all right all right thanks for listening everyone